and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and that's Badass Wood Art. We finally got the crew together. It feels like, I don't know, Ryan's, just, Ryan's the busy one now, all of a sudden, <laughs> and, and we can't ever get him for a show, but here we are live tonight to talk about training camp and just how damn dominant these wide receivers look on the practice field. Um, and yeah, we can just start there, start right off, off the jump with how dominant these receivers look, especially your guy, Ryan, uh, Thayer, Thayer Thomas. Do I say yeah. that right? <laughs> yeah. Thayer Thomas. On. Well, it's not really my guy. It's more Crockett's guy, but yeah, he, <laughs> you know, it's a shifty, shifty receiver out of NC state who again, just has a knack for being able to get open. He's, he had some shiftiness yesterday at practice. Even Miles was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Kid can move, move a little bit. He can bit move a little there. bit, yeah. Um, but let's just talk about the entire wide receiver room, and you guys can kind of call me down if you think I'm being too, I don't know. We know too, you are. So. Too optimistic. Yeah. But when you look down the line here, so we obviously have the, the trio, right, and KJ, Jefferson, Addison, like, they're cemented in, in, in their roles. But I think Brandon Powell has looked super impressive in, in camp and, and shows a lot more explosiveness than we've even seen from Jalen Rager. Um, we know that Jalen Naylor is high on the Vikings list, but uh, Ryan, I'm going to, I'll toss it to you. How excited are you about this, uh, this Vikings wide receiver group? Well, as you as you mentioned, the the top of the the depth chart is nice, right? Like, yeah, it's an exciting group. You know, you're going to have a lot of stability there. What I love to see is that Jordan Addison is just roasting almost everyone at camp too, which is which is good. That's what you want to see out of your rookie first round pick. Yeah. Um, the depth, I, honestly, yeah, sure, they look fine, but like, it's not like our corners, especially like the depth of our corners, are spectacular or anything like that. So they're, they're beating guys who, you know, are either young or who need more development. And so, like, I'm not overly excited about the depth. Now, yes, Brandon Powell's looking great in, in you know, these training camp practices and whatnot. But we've, what, had three, four years, three, four years of, of actual, like, him being on a, on, a, on a very good and well offensive schemed team with the Rams – and he didn't really, and it's not like they were like oozing with offensive talent specifically last year at, at the wide receiver position with Cup getting hurt and whatnot. And he didn't really shine for them last year. Um, was he hurt as well, though? Thought maybe he no, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure he played the whole year. Did he? Okay. Um, so yeah, he didn't really pop last year. Um, and 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 in in his opportunities that he had. So I guess let's see it. Uh, in in game action, which I'm excited to see, hopefully on Thursday with the uh, against the Seahawks. Hopefully he can have an opportunity to shine a little bit in real game time. Um, Naylor again, it stinks just because he's hurt. Like you, you don't get to see anything really right I'm now. Hoping so, he was going to be out there, but and you wished it, that like I haven't heard one good thing about Rager this this upset. Like not saying I've heard anything bad. I just haven't heard anything good where we're hearing a lot of great things. Uh, <laughs> hey Nick, how you doing? Uh, um, you, you, you've been hearing a lot of good things about pretty much everyone else, but I haven't yeah. heard a thing on Jalen Rager. So um, I, I would have liked for them to be able to bring in maybe a little bit more competition for these backup roles uh, earlier in the offseason. Um, we just didn't really have the resources to really do that. So it should be interesting. Let's see how they do in practice. I, I Again, I am excited for Thayer Thomas. Crockett put me on him like early in the draft season and I, I did watch some of his stuff and I was like, yeah, I mean, he's getting open and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah like this isn't like great competition he's playing against, but Hey, he's doing it in the NFL training camp practices too. So uh, yeah. hopefully he is proving some of us wrong. Before I, before I ask miles a question, just want to give the, the folks in the chat a shout out. We got Sean, Nick, Dustin. Uh, thank you guys for joining everyone else kind of watching too. Fire away the questions. We are we are here and ready to answer anything you have. And the question I have for Miles is how much can we how much can we take from these practices? Um 
Wait, you know, so you don't care what my opinion is on the receivers? That's cool. <laughs> That's just, why would you? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I kind of heard it yesterday, but fine. You can you can do that. <laughs> the people have heard. That's true. That's true. Go ahead. I, I'm, 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 um, nice, Dustin. Um, no, I, well, just real quick on the receivers. I, I actually think for the first time in years that they have a fairly deep stable of receivers to like work with. I mean, I think Jalen Naylor has a chance to be a, you know, a pretty decent depth player. Obviously yeah. he's hard. It's hard to like fully dive into that, but it sounds like, you know, he had a really great spring. Um, he even ended the year last year pretty well when he got some, when he got some role. And so I think his skill set is kind of one that can be a little bit more of a true deep threat that they need. And I think then you have guys like Brandon Powell and, um, and uh, 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 Rager, if he makes it, um, like those two guys is like your fifth and sixth receiver. I feel like that, like on most teams, that's a really good like depth. Like, yeah, I think that's really good. And then Tristan Jackson, who's, who's hurt, but like he was looking good and he's a big body type of receiver. So I feel like they finally have like a good mix, but also like they have guys that can like probably step in and play a little bit, not obviously to any sort of level. I think the top three guys can do, but that's any team. Right. So I think when you have guys that can at least come in and have some contribution, I think that's important. And so I think you have guys that can kind of fit different roles too. And I think for the first time in a while, they, they actually have like NFL level receivers like down the board. And obviously then you talk about some of the younger guys, I think Baylor Thomas is, is like a, a good practice squad type of player. Um, you know, maybe he could develop into something like a slot receiver down the road. Um, those types of things. That's, that's like fun. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Is uh, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry going to make the team, Miles? Well, he he's he's been making catches at the night practice tonight. I mean, I, he's I, a I big seen. he's a big physical receiver. I mean, obviously we know he's not that fast, but like he's big physical. I think he can he can make contested catches. He hasn't shown a lot, but I mean, he's done more than some of the guys on the Vikings roster in the league. So like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, if he's the sixth receiver, God forbid. I think that'd be like I wouldn't like care as much as probably some other people probably would because. It probably means he's doing decent on special teams and maybe they see something in, in him as like a, just a, a depth piece. It doesn't mean he's going to play much, but I don't know. Right. Uh, the question from Sean here is, will Justin Jefferson break 10 touchdowns this season? I mean, it's, I, I mean, I think he should. I, it's, it's a I pretty... think that's the, it's the one thing that like, he hasn't really like, really had like the like Devonte Adams 14 15 16 touchdown season and I'm not saying that like is like a bad thing because he gets triple covered a lot but I think I think it'd be great like I mean I well think and honestly <laughs> and honestly like Kirk Cousins loved Thielen in the end zone right yeah, like he just like right, that right. was like his comfort zone right there and now that he's gone he's gonna have another guy I mean obviously TJ is probably gonna yeah, just say become the pseudo time. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, Jefferson should get a few more looks in the in the end zone now that that the only yeah, that's a good unless point. unless Addison takes those over, obviously as or well. Or KJ, but. I mean KJ too. I mean KJ's yeah. look good. KJ's a. I'm curious to see like what kind of receiver KJ will be as a, like if they go more, you know, when they go 12 personnel and if it's KJ and JJ, just how KJ wins consistently because he's always been kind of the third guy. Let's see. I want to see how he, how he is as like an elevated into that two position. Yeah. Uh, another question here. We're, we're shifting positions to the opposite side, but but Nick is t- having us calm him down on Ivan Pace, who no. is running again with the ones tonight. Uh, but it's up to you guys if you want to if you want to read what's on the well, practice field or what's in the unofficial depth chart because the unofficial depth chart would tell the depth you. chart with a grain <laughs> of salt because that's like as you can tell, like Bijan Robinson was listed as a third running back in Atlanta. You're right. That guy's going to be the third running back in Atlanta this year. Like, like <laughs> the that, seventh it's overall like, pick. Right. Like it's those types of things. Like, th- like it's very early on in these unofficial depth charts. Teams are always going to usually cater toward their veterans and make these younger guys earn their place. And Ivan Pace is earning his place. And like, it's clear that on the field, he's earning enough opportunity to even get reps with the ones. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's going to become the, the starter, but I think it's showing that like that dude's probably locked a, a spot on making the team. I think he's done enough to like show them that that investment in him was worth it. And that like, there's potential to be something like whether like, it sounds like he's been rotating with, um, with uh, Asamoah more than Hicks. 
But I think as you look at potentially maybe down the road, it's, you know, Osimo and, and Pace together. But that's a pretty small linebacker group. But, like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a lot of speed and that's a lot of, like, physicality. And so I think – but I think the one thing that Pace has a little bit different than Osimo is I think his read and react. Yeah. I think Osimo's issue is he just – he's so – he guesses a lot more than, than just reading and reacting. And doesn't man, always rely on guesses, instincts. And it's oh right. yeah, when he guesses right, it's <laughs> like it's it's top tier. But the issue is in the NFL, if you guess wrong, that's a that's a touchdown. You know, that's yeah. twenty yards, like those types of things. And so I think he needs to get a little bit more of the instinctual abilities coming. And I think Ivan Pace might just naturally have some of that. Maybe that's what we're seeing between those two um, right now. That doesn't mean Asamo won't be a really good player. I still have really high hopes for him. But I think that just means Pace was that much more ready to like jump in. Um, than maybe anybody would have expected out of a UDFA as a rookie. Yeah, you're not going to look to this show to, to – maybe Miles did a little bit, but Ryan and I will not be calming anyone down on Ivan Pace's uh, <laughs> way back in March, February, whatever. We were hoping the Vikings would take him early. but Dude, when we saw him at the Senior Bowl, he looked yeah, really good. He did. And the, the biggest thing, we, the question mark we had was just he's undersized. But we, yeah, we set it back there. He's got the speed and the ability to blitz, uh, which would go perfect with Brian Flores' defense. But mm-hmm. I want to bring up something that I thought of when you were answering that question, and it's just we're, we're seeing it more on the defensive side than the offense, but just the, the trust from the coaching staff to kind of play these younger players and give them these reps where historically we haven't seen that here in Minnesota um, with, you know, when you think of, Zimmer, like Zimmer was one holding rookies back in that old school mentality. Now we're kind of letting these guys get out there, get their feet wet a little bit. No comment. Yeah, I mean, no, it's true. It, it, <laughs> I don't know it, if I agree I, with that, but I see you reading the comments though. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing at that for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. What do you mean um, you don't agree, Miles? I just I think the over I think it was overplayed of uh, people saying that Zimmer didn't play young players. It was you had to earn the opportunity, and I think you saw. It but do, guys but like, do you do you think like those Eric opportunities? Hendricks, were, Eric Hendricks earned his opportunity to be a starter. Like there as a was rookie. nobody here then. Who's here now? <laughs> like come on, a, de- a defense especially. Like come on, let's not let like who's here now? Where we're like, oh my god, like Brian Osamoa. But like that—that's not a, sl- a slight on Brian Osamoa. It's like the the like depth chart is not that deep on defense to where you're like, oh my yeah. god, like there isn't the path to like that's probably why one of the reasons Pace probably came to Minnesota. The path to an opportunity is a lot is a lot easier here than it is other places. That doesn't mean these guys won't be that's good, that's but true. the path is clear. And I think you know you have an, more of an opportunity. And if you show out, you're going to get opportunities. I, I think we overplay the idea that. Young guys don't get opportunities. They'll get opportunities if they're ready. And now that doesn't mean like coaches are always right in like letting guys sit. Some guys are more ready than coaches even and think they just got to get on the field. But like if a guy really shows out enough, they're going to start seeing opportunities. That's what we're seeing in Ivan Pace, for example. I think that's what we're going to see with guys like uh, um, uh, Roy and, you know, some of these other young guys like Kai Blackman, Makai Blackman, like these guys are earning their opportunities. It's not just like they're being given they got to earn it, especially in the one place that people forget is like the meeting rooms. The meeting rooms are so important to getting on the field because if you can understand and, and speak the language and talk about the schemes and talk about your responsibilities in a in the like classroom setting, it goes a long way for coaches because that means that then can you can you translate it on the field? And I think if you can do those mirror those things up, um, that's when you see guys get opportunities. I mean, that and. Is- and Go and ahead, to uh, and to like add, I guess, to Miles's <laughs> point a bit, you look at you know for every Ivan Pace or Makai Blackman or you know whoever it is, right? There's uh, Lewisine, who's a first round mm-hmm. pick who's still behind these veterans because he can't get over the hump. Yeah. Um, or or uh, Andrew Booth, who's a second year player again, who's getting bypassed by lower round pick players, uh, uh, Caleb Evans, and and you know getting more. It seems like Makai is getting some more opportunities than Booth is with uh, with the first team. So your you favorite know, pick of the draft, by the way. Yeah, I was a big Booth guy. Yeah, I loved him. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, my, no. oh, yeah, Makai. Yeah, no, yeah, I was 
I was pretty drunk that night. That was fun. Um, <laughs> to, to go to the questions, because I was going to bring this up actually, but Dustin asked a question, so we're going to you know read it mm-hmm. off here. Is can you think of a comp for pace in the NFL? I was actually going to say this before he even asked that. Is he kind of gives me a um, from um, uh, recollection here of the hard knocks from last year, Malcolm Rodriguez. Oh, um, okay. Another guy. Again, he was picked, I think, in the sixth round undersized guy kind of a bit more of a thumper you know read and react and but still undersized lower drafted player i know ivan pace went undrafted who came into camp with the lions and just forced his way into the field because he played so well um and 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 honestly that's kind of what i had as a comp for him obviously i think pace is a, a bit of a different player than rodriguez is i think he's a little bit more of a shooter and it's maybe a bit more instinctual but um, not as athletic and, though yeah right dude rodrigo that dude I, how's that a six-round pick I i'm looking at his like player i'm just looking at his player profile because he's 511 like, i think isn't he yeah but like the dude ran a four or five like he benched That's... 36 like his like i just his he got like conflict like darren lee and i'm just like holy like his like testing wise i'm just like it's crazy right like i, I don't know lee. That's also a good one. No, that's a good comp, though. I think that's a really good, like, comparison in terms of, like, size, like, instinctual abilities and, and like, athleticism. Yeah. Um, so, Sean said – he didn't really uh, ask a question, but I'm going to form- formulate this into a question. <laughs> and, and, Matt, I'm going to let you answer just because oh you always ask the questions and you don't get to answer anything. That's true. Like. You're putting the horse um, on the spot here. Yeah. So, Sean, Sean says, Jordan Addison, can, if he can be an early contributor um, in the season early on, this offense will be special. You, what, what are the odds that you think that Addison can come in and really take that number? number two spot away from KJ and, and be like a high level individual rookie contributor. I think, I think there's a really good chance that happens early. And the reason I kind of think it is because in miles and I talked about this yesterday at practice, but teams are going to double Justin Jefferson and put all of their attention on him the first few weeks of the season. And from that point forward, it's really going to be on guys like Addison and even KJ Osborne to prove that they can take advantage of the things that we could not really do last year until we got TJ Hawkinson, which is single coverage versus the defense. So, I mean, we all know how we feel on this show about Jordan Addison and and, and kind of what he's going to bring to the game. You, you see it just how they're utilizing him, how they're lining him up at practice as well. Um, Jet sweeps motions, you know, he's lining up on the outside in the slot, whatever. And so his potential I don't want to like. I don't want to say he's going to be he in the running for rookie of the year, but he's got that type of potential in him um, if he can start fast and early with the Vikings this year. Hundred percent. That answer your question, Ryan or Sean? I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about some other guys. So we, the, the questions, by the way, keep them coming. Uh, but let's talk about some other guys just in in Vikings training camp right now that are sort of catching your eyes. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the offensive side of the ball, um, but there are a lot of guys having good camps, so to speak. And we'll see what happens Thursday, Thursday versus Seattle. But um, yeah, who, who are some of your top guys thus far? Well, you can go first. I'd say Vidarian Lowe. Sounds like he's made the transition like back over to left tackle. Because I think he was a left tackle in college. He kind of like mixed in a little bit more at right tackle last year. Um, but I think with Blake Brandle moving inside, they've shifted um, him back over to the left side. And it sounds like he's having a pretty good camp. And I think he's a guy that I'm just excited to see how he progresses in, in preseason games because he's going to get a lot of those reps because we're not going to see Darisaw and we shouldn't. And so I think Lowe just basically starting majority of a game is just a lot of really good reps for him. And we'll see how he holds up because I think he's a guy that he sounds like he could eventually, you know, be that swing tackle. And you want that guy to have as many reps and opportunities as possible because if he has to come in in a pinch, can he play both sides, how he handles both sides of the ball. But as a left tackle and if Darius gets banged up, and we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, Darius has gotten banged up. And so um, 
can Lowe kind of solidify himself as a, you know, a solid backup. And it would just go better for like, I think crazy in his first draft because so far some of those guys just haven't really shown yet enough. And I, that, that's not me saying that those guys are busts or anything like that, but I think it would just show that like, Hey, some of these later round picks are, are developing into something, you know, that we had, you know, that's why, why we're keeping those guys around. Absolutely. Um, guys and impressing. I mean, obviously, you know, there, there's the, we've already kind my... of named the, the top ones, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we did name some of the top ones. Uh, obviously, even though he is losing some of these starter reps to Ivan Pace, I do think Osmo is making a lot of splash plays, which again is what he's known for because he's the kind of guy that's going to, again, maybe guess a little bit, but when he guesses right, it's a really great opportunity. As we mentioned earlier, um, Interesting I th- note, quick by the way. Um, night practice just wrapped up for the Vikings tonight. Um, Ivan Pace again got more reps with the one, but Brian Osamoa spent the night watching from the sidelines. So we'll be curious to see if something happened there. If it's just a one, we got to remember guys get banged up, right? So like, yeah, it's training camp. So like, guys are going to get banged up, and they're going to be cautious with these guys. Um, and so. That doesn't mean, yeah. So just like, it's good to know, but we don't really get much in terms of like health from these guys. So if they miss some snaps and stuff, sometimes yeah. it is just like guys getting banged up and whatnot. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Ryan. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, and it's it seems like, and again, it's not like I'm seeing all of these reps or anything, but from what I'm reading in, in, in uh, on, you know, the Twitter sphere, Ed Ingram seems like he's stepping up a bit more this year in terms of pass protection. Now, is that because he's going against lesser competition? Because our D line isn't like stellar or anything like that. But um, he, it sounds like he's kind of taking that next step up, um, which is obviously exciting to see. And and again, yeah. going back, going back to another guy who's just like making splash plays. It seems like Scene Lewis Scene is making splash plays, and then like in both directions, right? In terms of like. Oh, he totally busted a coverage, which is not great. But and then he's coming up and like making this huge, you know, either tackle or interception or pass. Sorry, pass breakup. So he he's just been you know kind of all over the field from what I'm reading, which has been pretty cool to see because I'm I really like Lewisine coming out. So hoping he's uh, he can figure it out and get on the field this year. Yeah, when we talked about just like our early 53 man roster prediction the other week which was incredibly difficult once we finally put pen to paper but that safety room with Lewis Seen, Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus, all those guys um, really is is promising like I don't think we've kind of we I I can't think back to when we've had depth like that at the safety position where like if somebody went down in a given week like I would feel comfortable with the next guy sort of stepping in and, and, and filling that role. Well, it's the only time like Anthony Harris, when he <clears> was like the 2017, when he was like the third string behind safety. was Sandejo here then. Yeah. That was Sandejo and, and yeah. Harry. Yeah. Yeah. That would have probably been the, the last time. Um, Cause otherwise you've just, you've just been tossing in and out like mm-hmm. Mr. L. Raymond back in the day or uh, Jamarcus um, Sanford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fun, fun story. When I, when, I, when I was an intern for the Vikings in 2013, I was using the porta potty during a night practice, and he rips the porta potty open on me, and he's like, "Oh shit, oh shit, my bad." <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Oh man, yeah, I liked him though. Um, and J. Ron Curse too is another one I forgot. He yeah, probably would have been yeah. around with the. But he was never the like that. But he never played as like the true safety. He was always kind of like that nickel big, like the big nickel. Like yeah. star position, never really yeah. played like deep, deep safety for this team as much. And shame on us, by the way, for not mentioning George Iloka. What are we, what are we doing here? Um, we, we did have a question from our. Wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah. One other guy that I think deserves a little bit of credit is Kairos Tonga. Obviously, he came back as an as an exclusive, you know, res- yeah. exclusive rights free agent. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, I think obviously we know the depth on the D line isn't great. But if he can, like, kind of – he played pretty well when he came over to Minnesota last year in the middle of the season. I think if he can just continue to show out and be, like, like that run-stuffing, you know, guy, maybe get a little bit of pressure from the middle, I think that's just important. They need a – they need that big body. Like, Harrison Phillips didn't really 
in my opinion, hold up as a as a nose tackle. I, so I kind of like that shift that it seems like he's moving to more of a D end role. I think that's going to suit him a little bit better. Um, and uh, and obviously Dean Lauer too. But I so I think Kyra Song. It sounds like he's just been a stalwart in the middle. And I obviously we know <laughs> we're not sure. Like right, because our O line, interior line isn't the isn't the greatest or not the biggest. But um, at the same time, and like vice versa, we don't know how good if this means how Karstang is good. But I think it's just like good to hear that. You know, it sounds like he could be a pretty good like have a pretty decent impact for this D line, or he's going to have to at, at the at, at the very least. Yeah, it's a yeah. good call out there. Yeah, and the, the other name that I'm really curious to watch in 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 preseason is uh, Jaquel and Roy. Mm-hmm. He got he got praise from O'Connell the other day, especially because they need somebody who's going to be able to step in and kind of they need a lot of people to step up in the absence of Blake Lynch. And maybe I, I discounted what Blake Lynch maybe brought James. to that def- or James Lynch, sorry, uh, brought to the that defensive line. But just Kevin O'Connell speaking about the versatility that he had to line up. That's what any, I was going to say. It's ver- anywhere on that line. Yeah. Um, is, is going to be sorely missed. And I, when we were doing the training camp uh, prediction or 53 roster prediction, I was like, yeah, we could probably, he's probably on the fringe, but sounds like he was a lot more important than, than maybe we anticipated. So. Oh, and one last guy too. I know we keep doing this, but uh, the fact this is that a Caleb, good thing. This is a good uh, thing. Yeah. The fact that a Caleb Evans has kind of come back from those concussions and just really shored up that our, or, you know, CB2, Right. Mm-hmm. Like I love to hear that just because he was playing with a lot of confidence last year for a fourth round rookie. And he's kind of backed that up in year two. And it's, it sounds like he's really taking that next step. Yeah. Um, I mean, like clear and far away from Andrew Booth, from Blackman, from like any other CB behind uh, him and Murphy. Um, there's a distance there and it's good to see that he's kind of rebounded and been able to have that confidence to kind of come back and take that spot back over. Murphy is the, uh, the interesting one and interesting is probably a poor word choice, but he's not getting a lot of conversation around him right now, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that people aren't talking about him. Cause when we watched him yesterday at practice, he is as advertised everything that we had expected him to be sort of in in a in, in what you can take from a training camp practice. He was right there on the wide receivers' hips and they're in their pockets. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson put a move on him and he quickly recovered and and had a pass breakup. Like in, in most times, Jefferson's going to win that battle, but he's going to win that battle against ninety nine percent of the league. So right to to crap on. On, on Byron Murphy for losing a rep against Justin Jefferson. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. Number two player that. in all of football. Not even. I know. Receivers. Number two. Is that surprise you guys? Uh, no. no. I mean, I honestly, he, he, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the Super Bowl, maybe he's won. I mean, granted, Jalen Hurts probably would have been then, but um, yeah, I mean, he's, he had a hell of a year last year. So. He's the best non quarterback in football, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. His impact when you when you like look at all of it when you talk just like pure talent age contract like all of those things that when you encompass it all together he's probably the single most impactful slash best player at non quarterback in the league like yep he he's that good and I think the Vikings need to do better by him essentially <laughs> that's just kind of where Jack. we're at yeah and and I obviously and obviously one shout out for our, our shows one of our shows favorite. Josh Metellus sounds like he's having a great offseason yes. as well. So oh, yeah. let, we're going to give him some love too in this uh, uh, who's impressing you from the Vikings training camp because he's getting to play this interesting position in the defense that's just – and it sounds like he's just knocking out of the park. So, And I'm happy for him because he didn't get a lot of opportunities outside of special teams over his first three years. And it yeah. sounds like he's getting a lot of opportunity this year and um, taking advantage. Well, yeah. sometimes it takes guys a little bit, right? And I think it's more than just like, I know it's a new scheme, but it's also just like the game in itself slowing down probably for him on defense. And mm-hmm. that that in itself is like, it can take a while for, for that to happen. And I think that's just, it's great news for a guy that came in. The timing's perfect because, you know, hopefully it's spring for a contract to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's get that man paid. Get him paid. 
I see some more people joining us here uh, in the viewers. So we're taking questions for a little bit longer here tonight. So if you have any questions about the Vikings, um, the training camp, the upcoming season, certain players, whatever, fire them off in the chat. And don't forget to like and subscribe um, to the YouTube channel, to your podcasts, wherever you listen to those. Um, I want to go back to the Justin Jefferson thing just for one one more second. Um, because we were sitting there again at practice yesterday and it's, it's, first of all, it's so cool to see just all the kids and how excited they get for Justin Jefferson. Like it is unreal. And it just takes you back to when you were a kid cheering, cheering for Moss. But um, just the way that Jefferson has sort of handled the whole contract stuff on like on and off the field, like showing up, participating in training camp, and just being the just the ultimate leader of that locker room. I just don't think that that's that's just not typical. And to Miles's point, which I'm sure he'll probably say is he knows the money's coming. So whether he gets it on August 9th or he gets it, you know, in February, he's still going to be the richest wide receiver in NFL history. So we got a new question. I think the Vikings. Are, I think. I think, in my opinion, JJ doesn't need to be the one that's rushing to get paid. I think the Vikings are trying to rush to get him paid because that number is only going to go up as the cap continues to go up. So the earlier they can get ahead of it. Would you, before we get to this question from KJ, would you do something similar to like what the Chiefs did with Mahomes and just like a 10, 10 year? Why would JJ do that? Who Wait, knows? I'm not got, just asking you. I know, I know it's he, different. I actually got, don't think he, that'd be a if smart he got a quarter, Vikings, If he got a quarter billion dollars to yeah, do that's that, a little I different. mean, like, that's, like, a little that's different. you know, but like, but at the same time, like, yeah, there's no reason for him to do that. There's I no reason really for us to do that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it for 10 years just because receivers don't last as long as quarterbacks do anyway. So um, him being 23, I believe, uh, you wouldn't want to lock him up into, the, into his 30s. But I mean, yeah, if you can get him on a six, seven-year uh, contract, like obviously he's not going to do that. But if you could do that from a Vikings perspective, yeah, sure. But you're just not going to. So. That's like the Cowboys. The Cowboys were doing that in their like early 2010s. You know, you see guys like Tyron Smith, uh, Zach Martin. Yeah. Uh, all those guys were getting like six, seven-year <clears throat> contracts. And they're still – like I remember Tyron Smith being like, that dude's still on the same contract. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> – and he's still only like 26, and I know he's older now, but like, yeah, it was just you know, like funny, right? Going back to your comment, Matt, about Justin Jefferson, how cool it was to see all the kids just like super yeah. excited. So, we just started our football team this year, right? Like last night, uh, we just had our first practice, and as we were introducing all the kids, were introducing themselves to their new teammates. Uh, one of the questions was your favorite team and your favorite player, and of we didn't have our full team there, but. Of, you know, the kids that were there, I want to say 80%, maybe 85% of the kids said Justin Jefferson. My yep. kid said Randy Moss because, you know, he's he's a baller. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty amazing. And even if their favorite team wasn't the Vikings, like, we had somebody's favorite team is the Bills, one for um, the Panthers or whatever, but almost all the kids were saying Justin Jefferson is their favorite player. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's yeah, a great we, time to be a kids. Man. We had Randy Moss. I mean, for me, it was Chris Carter, but I obviously love Randy Moss. Moss. Yeah, I'm saying I loved Moss too, but like Chris Carter was like my favorite receiver. Yeah. But um, like we had Randy Moss. These kids get Justin Jefferson, but it's like this. It's so cool that like that's what they're the impact that we had as kids to with Moss. They're getting with JJ and, and that same type of thing. It's just really cool. You feel yep. bad for the kids who were like born just like right after the Moss era, and then had to wait until we got. Like they they had to fight with like Bobby Wade and Bernard Varian and <laughs> and Troy Williamson. Kids born in like oh six, yeah, five oh six. Yeah, God. Or like um, no, just like kids born in two thousand. So when in two thousand, it was yeah, 06, yeah. 07, yeah. yeah. I mean, but they got Adrian Peterson, who was Devin Aroma should do in his own right. He was an absolute superstar. So yeah, yeah. By the way, I laugh at these players, but I couldn't I couldn't go out there and do what they do. So. I, I probably couldn't even to try out. So um, there was a question about people. I, I saw, saw someone saying something about the jugs machine because, you know, the players like to go and use a jugs machine, all the different yeah. positions. Um, people like, if you I could bet, catch one. 
Yeah, I I know I could. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Obviously, when it gets super high, like I know. I have, could. have you guys I'm seen like, that clip though? Of uh, it was Kevin Hart uh, at the the Rams oh, training God. camp, yeah, and yeah. he they he was doing the jug machine for the punts, and he just. <laughs> He got close to one of them, but not even like it was horrible. Just so you're you're talking just like straight on, right? Like straight yeah. on jugs machine. Yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah, I can oh. catch them. Obviously, the faster it goes, the harder it gets, or the closer sure. you get, the harder sure. it gets. So I'm not saying I'm 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 gonna be perfect getting up there. Like, with all right, we like gotta get a jugs machine. You got to just, just gotta hook up. Let's. I'm just saying let's some prove of those. It. I'm just saying some of those I can catch. I, that's all. Like. <laughs> I, I'm think, gonna get. I'm think, gonna get a black guy for one of those for sure. I think so. I could catch a, a few of them. Maybe not. As, all right, all right. We're gonna get a jugs machine. Yeah, no, we're gonna no, chest no. this out. I'm putting. We're gonna. We're gonna do it live too, so all these viewers can watch this too. And we're gonna <laughs> watch you Josh. guys make a fool of yourself. Josh can hook us up. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get, let's go, uh, let's get down to the field and, and do a couple uh, test runs. Uh, but let's get back to these questions here. Yeah. Um, Miles, I'll give this one to you because I kind of already answered it, but. Do you think we'll make the same mistake with Jordan Addison, like Jefferson, and not uh, not play him a lot early? No, I think the biggest issue with JJ for him is obviously that was the COVID year, right? So he had COVID coming like during training camp. So there's a little bit of a different situation. I think if he had been healthy that whole training camp, you probably would have seen a little bit more. And even then, he still played the first couple of games. He just didn't get the same uh, opportunities. And I think um, – but I will say the big difference, though, is besides Zimmer and, like, the offense in itself, I think that um, what we saw is, like, only B.C. Johnson was the wide receiver to Your Ole boy, B.C. Oh, yeah. Johnson. I like B.C. No, don't get me yeah, wrong. but like K- B.C. would have been good if the injuries didn't. Uh, but, but K.J. Osborne is up. light years better than, like, B.C. Johnson. And I think yes. that bar is harder to reach. It'll be harder for, like, like that was easy for J.J. to take from, from B.C., I don't think it's going to be an easy thing to take from KJ Osborne if you're Jordan Addison. And so I think that there's a little bit of a harder road, but I still think he's going to see the field a lot and get a lot of opportunities early. Yeah. But I do think early on it, I, I we, we were talking about this, Matt is like, I think it's going to be a lot more like KJ and JJ to start with Addison sprinkled in. And then as the season goes, I think as Addison gets more acclimated into the offense, that's when he's going to start progressing even more. But yep. it might not be like the first couple weeks just because teams are ramping up. And I think KJ's earned an opportunity to see what he can do. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back to, to Jefferson's rookie year, but like he burst onto the scene week three. So it's not even like mm-hmm. it's not even like he was held out that much. Like one, once he but imagine broke if out, he had those two other games, he would have broken some more records, man. He probably would have. And when he played, yeah. he played, he played in those games, but obviously not to the same degree. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I think he had like two targets or three targets in mm. those two games or something. Yeah, they'll probably draw some stuff up for Addison early, though. Oh yeah, well you 100%. saw it in the practice yesterday. Like I think yes. in three receiver sets, I think in in bunch formations and Addison moving around. I think they're going to interchange those guys. I think the one thing about all three of those guys is they're all interchangeable. They're all good in the slot. I think they all can win on the outside. I think KJ is probably the, probably the one that probably needs to be in the inside more Mm -hmm. than the other two. But Addison as a rookie, I think the more you can kind of get him off the line of scrimmage and moving around and getting him easier releases is just going to help him as he progresses in the NFL. Whereas KJ and JJ have experienced it more. So they they have just more of that experience and ability and strength, like NFL strength, to get off that some of that press coverage. Whereas I think it'd be smart to just like, as Addison, you know, grows and, and progresses, you kind of give him some of the easier releases. Yeah. Thank you for the question, KJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, you want to take this one from Pong? Who is going to be the best safety next to Smith, or who is going to be the safety next to Harrison Smith in the late of the season? I mean, again, you, your hope is it's going to be Lewis Seen, right? Just because we invested the draft capital in him. You I see didn't all, miss a snap last year. Yeah, you see all the <laughs> the potential that he has, the you know the physical tools that he comes with. Um, and I'm not the biggest Cam Bynum fan, honestly. Like, I don't dislike him, but like, I just felt like he made a lot of mistakes last year. And was that scheme? Was that him? I'm not sure. But I, I'd like to see it be Lewis Seen. That would be my hope. Um, but again, if Cam Bynum can keep playing and, um, stay healthy and, and, and stay in favor of, of Kevin O'Connell and staff, you know, you just never know. Uh, but I would assume it's going to be one of those two. 
And, yeah. and, and the reason why I don't say Metellus is because I think he's kind of locked into this other role that is kind of that, that star role that, that he's going to excel at. So, yeah, if he's starting next to Smith at the end of the year, I think we, we might have some bigger issues going on, which is injuries and, right. and whatnot. But I just keep, I can't stop thinking about the, the jugs machine thing. Cause you, you hear the could you get a yard in the NFL, right? Like that thing. And I know, I know for a fact I could not get it get a yard. I don't think I could get honestly, a yard. Honestly, honestly, I do think you could get a yard with a QB snake. I don't know, man. But I mean, just because your offensive line and you're six four, if, you? if you so can like, catch the snap. Yeah, if you can grab the snap <laughs> and all and basically just like lean forward, you should get a yard given your size, Matt. The, um, but the the jugs machine, I feel like, is a lot easier. Well, it's because there's no pressure. It's just the ball coming. You out. don't have a you don't have three hundred plus pound men coming to come rip yeah. your head off. <laughs> what are other like uh, like football equivalent things that that we could do that would be like impressive? Kick Catching a field a goal. Kick a yeah. field goal, catching a I could kick a field goal. Well, I, I don't know if I could kick a field goal with, with players coming after me. Kick, but Do we need to call Ryan Longwell up again and get him on the show? And, and right. I need to. I, in high school. Kicking drills? Yeah, well, like in high school, I used to like practice field goals with like friends and stuff. And at one point I hit a 45-yarder. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, that was probably pure luck. So, Speaking of – you, you said punt return miles or, mm-hmm. or just catching a punt, catching a punt. We got to keep an eye on, on, on the punts in the preseason game. Cause they looked a little wonky yesterday. Yeah. I was just curious. I wonder if that's just like them trying to like situational punt and like directional punt. Yeah. Cause sometimes those don't always come off the foot. Well, when you're specifically trying to angle, but yeah, it's, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So they, they were catching them and they looked. And I hear the kicker competition is kind of tight. Nah, who cares? <laughs> Miles doesn't care until we lose a game from it. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, it's not like the options are great, anyways. Like, yeah, I don't know. So unless unless Joseph really loses the competition, I just don't. I see it being Joseph, like outright. I just don't um, want to have quick. to try to say the other kicker's name, like Podlensny. Oh, yeah. God, it just sounds brutal. Pod- Podlunsky or something? We'll make up a nickname um, for him. Yeah, yeah. Jack. We'll call him Jack. Chad. Jack, yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, Dan mentioned uh, Addison needing to gain 20 pounds of muscle. That dude cannot – there's no way he could add 20 pounds to that frame. He'll lose so much speed. He need like, I just don't think – I don't think his size is going to be a problem. And I think he'll naturally gain muscle and – and gain a little bit of weight as he grows and gets older. He's only 21, but be careful of like wanting some of these speed players to like get too big. Cause that's just not the, that's not his style of game. And he doesn't have that frame to like build that type of muscle to be that type of player. So um, yeah, just be cautionary about that. Dustin Hi, Mary. Hey Mary. Yeah. We got a couple Mary. more people in the chat, uh, Dustin and, and Aaron and Mary Dustin, you've been here. Sorry. <laughs> um, We'll take a few more questions and then we'll 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 kill this show. But should they have Addison fielding punts? I think I just saw today. Yesterday he did too, right? Well, he did field them yesterday, but I think I just saw today that Matt Daniels was like, he's not in that competition anymore. He's going to focus on. Honestly, on even offense. if it's not a competition, I think it's just more about just having emergency like emergency situations. Like, hey, yeah. who do we know that could catch a punt if we have to? Because somebody gets our punt returner gets hurt. Yeah. You have to have more than one or two or three guys because you just gotta know who's back there. And situationally, like maybe, you know, if Rager if it's not Rager versus Powell or whatever, something happens to those guys. And um it's one of those situations where like we want to get a guy that's really good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. If, you know, we need to spark something, maybe you put Addison back there. I mean, it's one of those like I I don't yes, what what Matt Daniel said, he's the coach. He's on the competition, but I think having just knowing that he could probably do it in an emergency situations, I was good. Yeah, so he said he's in the backup role, uh, but mm-hmm. he's not in the mix to actually, you know, return punts. So right, exactly what you said. Sounds like the guys though. Brandon Powell, Jalen Rager. Any guess for the third guy? Some cornerback. Thayer, Thayer. Thomas. 
Thayer Thomas. Like, come on, he's got to make the team. We we need we need his grit. We need yes. that. Uh, we need that workout we warrior. <laughs> we uh, we have to answer Mary's question. Will we have a blowout game this season? <laughs> Well, so in the wrong Mary's, direction, I probably I would Mary, say. Mary, so, is the yeah. question: Will we get blown out? Because I think ever since I've been a Viking fan, there's we're always good for one a year. Yeah, um, just depends when. But. The schedule this year too, like when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, you got the uh, Eagles again. Like it's not that I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is a really tough schedule. So I wouldn't like be surprised if they did get blown out. But I also like hopefully they could find a way to blow out a team too. Like I think that's something they weren't able to do last year because their point differential was so bad. But, yeah. yes, I, I I think we should be able to blow somebody out this year. Like, Tampa Bay isn't that good. Dude, like, they got we, Baker Mayfield. They are going to be rocking and rolling this you year. You mean Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask? <laughs> yeah. If he wins a competition, we're in a lot of trouble. If he loses that competition, we'll be fine. I feel I, I think I feel, feel pretty confident about week one. but uh, Yeah, I do, too. They should yeah. feel comfortable about week one, yeah. I, uh, I, I hope we blow a team out. That that's my biggest mm-hmm. like thing for this year is I just want to see when we win, like make it convincing. Like I just I don't need every Sunday to end with me on my couch watching a Kevin O'Connell presser with a glass of whiskey, being like, "Holy shit, how did you're going to do that, that anyways?" That's true, but I don't need the the heart pumping it should be the celebratory of like oh this is nice and easy let's go versus <laughs> exactly. the, i'm drinking this because i don't know if uh, i can my heart's gonna last much longer exactly yeah. oh yeah. hard knock starts tonight it does yeah well, shoot, it just what are we doing here i know let's hurry up, wrap up well i, I mean <laughs> I, I i guess oh we didn't answer the we didn't answer the question from from twitter so hold on let me find it uh I could pull up Miles's picture here from his time. <laughs> I did see you got some solidarity though. Is that your your former teammate? Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric the Red, which was a great bar by the stadium, is no longer exists. I don't think. Nope. Um, what are the career outlooks for DJ Wanham and Pat Jones? Backups. <laughs> God damn, Miles is cutthroat tonight. It's true. Am I wrong? It's true. I, I would say yes on DJ Wanham. What? I I don't know. Patrick Jones maybe could do something. He showed flashes. Is he he starting with us? Fine. Then no. And then no. He's he's a. I just want to see the good in people. I mean, I like him. There's nothing wrong with being a backup. You could be a good rotational backup pass rusher. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just don't see him being like. a full-time like a, starter. He, I just if don't. he's a starter, it's probably due to injury, and, and and maybe he can earn his way into like a low-level starter job. But like, my guess is he's probably just a career. We're in like, trouble. Solid backup. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble if if anybody on the D line kind of goes down. Like Matt, did you want to keep Daniel Hunter? Yeah. Why? Because we have Wanham and Jones. Those guys are <laughs> set to start. Like, why would you want to keep Hunter then? I just, <laughs> I I just like to. This is going to be Patrick Jones's second year in the system. Let's just kind of I, – I liked what I saw from him last year. His third year in the I, league. I, he's, he's, he's great. He's yeah. great as a backup. But it's been a For different – I, I think we need to, to, to talk about – we don't have to talk about it actually, but just be aware that a lot of these defensive guys that were drafted in 2020, this is their third scheme in three years. Like that is a lot for a, a brand-new player in the league. So that's You're why right. I'm willing to give a little bit more of a look at Josh Metellus. Now we got to see it on the field, but everyone is speaking highly of him, and this is his fourth year. Did you see Chaz Surratt pick off uh, Kellen okay. Mond? I mean, look at now him. Just, He's just doing great in his third scheme too. I'm going to remove Ryan from the stream here, but <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, last question here, Miles. You can take it. Seen in booth, both busts, question mark? Always too early for me. Year two, there's no way I can just call the camp of year two. Year three, though, he's ready to just. (laughs) No, I'm just saying it's too early. I'm not saying they can't both end up being busts. I just think it's way too early. We got it seen, especially like that dude had a compound fracture last year. 
and like the fact that he's playing right now and like is fully recovered is in itself like amazing. Yeah. So like I'm willing to give him a little bit more grace than I am Booth, but um, I just think we just got to give them guys like those guys a little bit more time to like figure it out. No, it I never, I, I've never used like bust. it shouldn't because it should be about how you do as a player, like on the field. If you're like if you can play, obviously because you can't control injuries. I think like injuries one of those things, especially like the freak ones, like what seen happened happened to seen last year. Like that's a freak situation you can't control those things you can control if you're on the field how you play and yeah. those are things where it's at, where i'll judge in, in that way there's an there's another world where mike hughes is still on the team um he doesn't tear his acl he's still my heart <laughs> he's in atlanta uh, now though yeah and he got torched by a third string running back uh he didn't get torched this is a really good play <laughs> Torch. But yeah, that's funny. Uh, are we are we going to Skull Fest? What's Skull Fest? I don't know what Skull Fest is either. I don't either. I'll look into it, I guess. But uh well that's all I got. So it's we're running out fifty minutes. I know Miles he, he's got time right now, probably without the kids, so he's gonna go watch Aaron Rodgers in, in hard knocks. Or sleep. Or sleep. Or sleep. Um but yeah, we'll uh we're gonna keep doing this kind of live live Q and A hopefully every week um maybe not the same group because life is busy but make sure you hit the like and subscribe button come back next week give us some questions uh who knows maybe we'll have done our jugs competition by that point um I'm going to, I'm going to say, I didn't say a damn thing about me catching one of those. <laughs> I'm not part of this. I know Ryan didn't set himself up. Ryan made sure he's like, hold on, hold on. I mean, I'm, yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure all I'm going to catch is a black guy if I do that or a broken finger, one of the two. I'm trying well, to wear gloves. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> until next time, folks, Skull Vikings. Uh,